Listen, lady, you're capable, smart, and driven. Then why do you feel so overwhelmed? Hi, I'm Ridhi Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, best selling author, and former perfectionist. Okay, current, but working on it. I'm here to show rockstar professionals who are doing it all that you can have an amazing career, relationships, and life by taking control of your focus, habits, and goals. Join me for simple and motivating ways to squash overwhelm and reconnect with what matters most. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Oh my gosh, lady, it is the very end of December in by far the craziest year ever. This year has been so bizarre, obviously, for so many reasons, but also this year has gone so painfully slowly in some ways. Thank goodness it's over, but also it's gone really, really, really quickly. Uh, It's like the year we thought would never end has all of a sudden gone in double speed towards the end. I find it really crazy. So can we just start with a little bit of gratitude here? Okay. If 2020 has taught us anything, it has taught us how to be grateful for the basic and the simple things that we take for granted all the time. Like, since you're listening to this, you're alive and you're breathing. So let's give it up for being alive and for breathing. You have access to the internet, which gives you access to literally the entire world, like all the history and everything going on in the future and just everything in the world. And likely you have a phone, so you have all of that incredible information all in the palm of your hands. I mean, let's really think about that. This is so insane this period of history that we're living in. So let's give it up for the internet and for electricity and for water and for air and all those things that no matter what insanity has been going on in our worlds that we have still got. So let's just thank you. Thank you, universe. Okay. But actually, that's not what I'm here to talk about today, but did want to kick it off with a little bit of gratitude and just say, I'm so thankful for your listening year as as we wrap up 2020. I want to close off this year and welcome the next year by helping you think about the G word. No, not God, not gummies, although I would love to have me some right now, but the one and only goals. Yes, goals. I know, not always. I mean, for you, it might be exciting, but not always exciting. Sometimes it's like, yes, I really need to come up with it. And other times you're like, shoot me in the eye. I don't even want to think about one more goal. The last thing I want to think about right now. So I get that. Either way, right? I get that. But what I want to help you do today is to turn goals on their head and approach them in a different way. So they are something to actually look forward to and be inspired by and be motivated by and not feel this like dread or heavy weight of, I need goals for 2021. I didn't need a New Year's resolution. Like, this is not meant to be heavy. This is actually meant to be liberating and free and easier and just make you feel a lot, a lot happier. So, as the end of the year gets closer, I feel like it's we're always in that same routine, that same song and dance. Like, I'm going to learn how to, or I'm going to commit to, or I promise to, right? Like, I'm going to learn how to snowboard this year, or I'm going to get back to painting, or I'm going to lose 20 pounds, or get into great shape, or this is my year of fitness, or I'm going to save more money, I'm going to make more money. 
I'm going to get my home organized. I'm going to get my life organized, right? We swear we're going to make these big changes and promise that this is the year that things are going to be different. Every year, I'm like, this is my year, 2021. It's going to rock, best year ever. But by February, we are still not snowboarding or painting or barely made a dent on those 20 pounds and we've depleted the the emergency stash of you know chocolate that's hiding in the back of our pantries and we have clothes still scattered all over the guest bed from emptying out all the closets but haven't organized them right we kind of we start with this big bang we get excited and then unfortunately it sort of just depletes and you know it sort of falls by the wayside within a couple months if that long so you know what I'm talking about. We've all been there. I'm so over it, aren't you? So if you feel like that right now, you might think, oh my gosh, the hell with it. I'm not even doing goals. I'm not doing the resolutions. They never work anyway. So what's the point? I'm not going down that disappointing road again. And why am I going to set myself up for failure? So can we talk? Enough is enough. Enough, okay? When did we decide that in order to improve ourselves or become better people that we had to feel like crap along the way? It has to be like suffering or it just has to be terrible, you know, just to get there. Enough. I'm done with it. Let's just throw those typical resolutions out the window. Let's also throw the idea away that if it's not a big resolution, then we do nothing at all, right? This like this all or nothing mindset, we're just going to do away with that. Nobody benefits from that. Nobody benefits from the the all or nothing attitude. So we're going to scrap that right here, right now, which is why this year, what I think would be in our best interest and highest confidence and least amount of stress, can I hear an amen, is to set a micro resolution this year. Micro. Micro, as in teeny, tiny, y'all, as in very doable, as in little baby, little baby step. Okay, a micro resolution is a smaller commitment that has a big impact. Now, how does that sound? Pretty dang good, right? So, when we're thinking about micro commitments, we're really just focusing on all things cumulative and compounding. Now, doesn't that sound so sexy? Yeah, no, it does not. But you're like, what the heck? What, why do I want to focus on cumulative and compounding? Because what they are, micro commitments are these tiny changes. It's like a small change, a small change in your actions or behaviors that by itself, it really doesn't make an impact. Like it's just not going to do much just doing it a day or two. But by repeating the small little baby action, by consistently implementing it, you see and feel major results. Thus, the cumulative and compounding impact. Okay, these amazing little small changes have awesome benefits. Here are a few of them. When you have small changes, every small change you make, every little small little thing you do day after day or once a week or whatever it's going to be, these are small wins. And y'all, who doesn't like to win? We love to win. We love having continuous success and a reason to celebrate. And even if you don't actually take the time to celebrate, it gives you a sense of accomplishment. There's no way. It's kind of like that making your bed in the morning. If you ever heard that TED Talk or read the book by that general, I think he is, and he you know makes his bed every morning. He says every morning, he's just starting your day with a sense of accomplishment. Well, that's what little micro commitments do, little micro resolutions. 
they also give you greater inspiration because when you're feeling accomplished all the time, you're more motivated, you are more excited. And this is kind of like what you need to see your goal out to the long term. You need the short-term gratification and motivation in order to see it through. That is why we fall off typically is because we're we are like not celebrating or having small wins around the along the way and it just gets really hard to stay consistent when we're always focused on the long term so that's another really great benefit number 3 you're going to be much more likely to stick to your goal and accomplish it yes because there's less pressure there are less barriers because they're just little tiny things and there's less rules right? It's not like you have to do this and do that and top of this. It's like that all goes away and it becomes manageable and doable and approachable and sometimes even fun. I know. Crazy. And then finally, it prevents you from feeling overwhelmed. Uh, This might be one of my favorite things, if not the most awesome benefit of a micro resolution or micro goal is that you just feel like, oh, oh yeah, I could do that. That's not so overwhelming. That's not so crazy. I can do it, right? And so then, of course, that feeds into this loop of it's a small win, you're more motivated, and you're most more likely to stick to it. So the best way to come up, I think, with a micro-resolution is to think of a big or a typical resolution you might, might normally come up with. And then you guessed it. You guessed it, Lady Lou. My three favorite words that you've heard me say a hundred times, if you've been listening to me on this podcast, what you do with your big goal is you break it down. My three favorite words, break it down, break it down, break it down. Take a large resolution and then take a little bitty baby piece of it and make that your new, doable, achievable, exciting, inspiring micro-resolution. So here's a dealio. I'm going to give you about a dozen examples of them. And there's a good chance one of these could be your micro-resolution. So take it. It's yours. You're welcome. And if not, tweak it to work for you. Or of course, just come up with something entirely different. Maybe just something you hear will help spark an idea for you that works well. So whatever it is, I think hopefully this will just help you start brainstorming and getting you on the right track. And also, I'm going to turn some of the goals on their heads in terms of how we typically measure them. So you'll notice that as I go through them as well. All right, so let's jump in and uh, see how these feel for you. So the first one, this is just, these are all just examples. One can be, how about you practice self-care for just five to 10 minutes a day? That's it. So like, you're like, here's my goal for the year. It ain't, I'm going to become a spiritual junkie. I'm going to completely commit to overhauling my whole, you know, practice and I'm going to journal five pages every day and I'm going to spend an hour for first thing in the morning just for myself. I'm talking five to 10 minutes, okay? And you can, maybe it's, you could do it in any type of way you choose to on that day. So maybe one day you're like, for five minutes, I'm just going to meditate. And the next day you're like, I'm going to do some yoga for 10 minutes. And the next day is, I'm just going to journal for seven minutes. And the next day, like, I'm just going to stretch for five or 10 minutes, Right. It's a small little micro-commitment, but imagine, literally just imagine, the compounding and cumulative effect of doing that every single day, right? Just doing five or 10 minutes a day. And starting with that really small amount of time, it, it lets you build yourself up and build up those muscles as it becomes a habit. So there's an example. Here's another one. 
Um, and this is one that I think we can kind of turn on its head how we typically do. I hear a lot of people say, I'm going to read a certain amount of books every month. Like I'm going to read, I'm sorry, every year. Like I want to read 20 books this year. Or sometimes they'll say, I'm going to read one book a month. And I think that's great. It's kind of, it's a smaller goal to say one a month. There's nothing wrong with that, but it can feel still like overwhelming or you're halfway through the month and you haven't started your book or you're three weeks in and you only have like the first chapter done and then like, and then you're like, oh, I'm going to fail at this. I'm just not going to do this anymore. And it falls by the wayside. So how about instead of picking a number of books, you pick the number of hours you're going to read every month, not the number of books. So you might just say, you know what? I'm just going to read... Um, you know, four to, let's say six hours a month. Okay. And the whole month I'm going to read six hours, which means it gives you so much more flexibility. So you might curl up on one Saturday and read for six hours, or you might do an hour and a half every week for four weeks, or maybe you do two hours one night and you know three hours another, and then one hour another day and you're done. And so it's a much more micro commitment and it's not giving you that overwhelming sense of I have to reach a certain amount of books or like, you know, by a certain amount of time. Um, I find that that's just much more doable and approachable and you're much more likely to stick to this habit and stick to it when it's in this in this uh, approach. Okay. How about uh, we you set something for 15 minutes every Friday. So now notice this isn't every single day. Now every Friday you're like, I'm going to just organize my desktop and the folders like on my computer or the files on my computer. My desktop, I, I drag things on the desktop or I just throw things in folders and I just need like 15 or 20 minutes every Friday just to organize them. That's it. Just going to put on my calendar, do 15, 20 minutes, and just imagine now if we did that for 50 weeks, right? Or if, even if you skipped a couple weeks here and there, but you did it 45 weeks of the 52 weeks, like how much more organized would you be by the end of the year? Small little baby micro commitment. Uh, another one is how about you put a 30-minute social media parameter for yourself every day? So you're not saying I'm, you know, the bigger goal might be like, I'm going to get off social media or I'm just going to stop wasting my time or I'm going to only limit it to two hours a week or I don't know, they just feel like too much, too overwhelming. How about saying I'm going to give myself the gift of social media, but I'm going to limit it to 30 minutes a day. Which, by the way, you can do this with different apps on your phone. You can Google it. If you're serious about it, do that. But it's like, instead of scrolling mindlessly and numbing my brain for two hours every night in bed, I'm going to give myself a 30-minute time limit because I know it's just really good for me, okay? How about this one? I think we're at number five right now. Sorry. Um, how about writing one connection email or, wait for it, or sending a handwritten note, y'all handwritten, God forbid, each week? Right, you're like I'm just gonna connect with one person. So maybe this is professionally. You're like just anybody. I'm just I'm not soliciting business. I'm just saying hello, thinking of you. Just wanted to drop you a note and see see how you're doing. Um, maybe it's something personally. You're like every maybe it's like college friends I've lost touch with or family members or it's just an email. Maybe you do it by text. It doesn't matter. But you're like just once a week, I'm going to do a connection email that's out of the ordinary. Not like to my mom that I'm always talking to or my friend that I always talk to, but like somebody that a client or someone in my family that I maybe have not connected with in a, in a while. Okay. So instead of, because sometimes I hear, or I hear a lot of women and just people in general always have this year of like, this is my year of connection. This is my year of, you know, whatever, downsizing. This is my year of simplifying. Wonderful. But what does that really mean? That seems really big. It's overwhelming. It's exciting. But what does that mean? Okay. Maybe I'll just send out one little text or email or note once a week. Okay. Number six, 
Instead of doing a massive overhaul to your diet and say, I'm going to lose 50 pounds this year, or this is going to be the best year of my life in terms of fitness, how about you're like, I'm just going to get one veggie in any form into my body every day. <laughs> if that's like an issue for you, you're like, I really don't eat enough vegetables. And you're like, I'm going to put it in a shake or I can have it on the side. It don't matter. It's just one veggie in my body in any form every day. Okay, pretty simple. Feels like very much more doable. And by the way, with any of these, when you fall off, because you will, maybe you don't do the thing every week or every day, they're so easy to get back on, there's no reason for you not to get back on, right? That's 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 what these little micro-commitments and micro-resolutions are about. They're so simple that you're like, all right, well, I missed it a day, I can totally just pick it up tomorrow morning. Number seven, um, this one is more from a perspective of a quarterly goal, which I love too. So I've given you some daily ones, weekly ones. What about a quarterly goal like instead of condoing Marie Kondo, I'm assuming you're familiar with her, condoing your entire house in one season. You're like, you know, by by March, I'm gonna have like organized my entire home. How about you plan to reorganize or simplify, you know, one area or like one room of your home per season? Or even you're like, I'm gonna do the bedroom closets, you know, this season, and then you know, the second season, I'm going to do the kitchen pantries and the cabinets, right? So it's like you're just breaking it down, making it much more doable, like these little micro commitments instead of this big overhaul. The eighth example here is how about one time during the day, anytime, I'm going to hold a plank during commercial breaks when I'm watching TV. So maybe it's like one show that I watch over the course of the day during that, during that show, one show day. Maybe it's the morning show when you're like, you know, having a coffee, or maybe it's in the evening when you're just like vegging. You're like, during the commercial breaks, I'm going to hold a plank, you know, for one minute during each break. Yeah. How simple would that be? What would that cumulative and compounding effect be of that? OMG. If you're trying to get into good shape, you do that for a year, it's going to be, you're going to have like the, you know, abs of steel there. How about you say, I'm just going to brain dump every day for five minutes. That's it. Just five minutes at the end of the day or the beginning of the day, I'm just going to get all my thoughts out of everything that's swirling around in my head, like things I've got to get done. Five minutes, five-minute timer, get it done daily. Number 10, what if you commit to scheduling a one-on-one meeting with a team member every week? So if you are uh, have a team, you know, and you're like, I just want to get more connected with them, the relationships are really important. So maybe you set that up so that it's a continuous. So maybe you have five members in your team. And you're like, okay, so over, you know, you're meeting them once a week, one person. So every five weeks, then you go back to person number one. And then five weeks later, then they have another meeting. And maybe you just make these meetings on your calendar for the whole year so that they know what to expect and it's done. That's an example. But I don't know, maybe it's something different. But it's like that's a way for you to... Just stay on top of that and connect instead of having some big goal of, I want to forge deeper relationships with my team members and, you know, be more, give them more attention. Like, so this is just an easier way. Number 11, what if you have a financial goal and you're like, I really want to save money this year. This is my year of saving money. Okay. So maybe you could do something like it's a, you know, $50 a week and make this even easier and just automatically do a direct deposit into an account of yours so that just automatically going in, you don't have to even think about it, but it's something that's happening. It's a micro commitment instead of of saying, I'm going to save thousands of dollars every month. It's a smaller one. It's doable. It's approachable. And you can also kind of systemize that. 
Okay, number 12. What if you schedule 30 minutes every month? So maybe this is a monthly goal. Maybe it's the last Friday or Sunday of every month to organize the bazillion photos on your phone. <laughs> like I take 10 million photos. I don't know where they ever are. I just want to put them into folders and make albums. And if I just sat for 30 minutes, you know, I could get that done and stay on top of that. I hope you're starting to see the effect of these small little commitments and what this could do. Just imagine, not even in the end of the year, just imagine in one month and one quarter, the progress you could make, the impact you would have with these micro commitments. Okay, I'm going to give you an extra credit one. Here's number 13, an extra, make it a baker's dozen. What if you committed to calling a family member or a friend once a week? I have clients we've done this with that were like, just Sunday is just kind of blocked for a call. And it's like, you know, either like a cousin I haven't spoken to in a while or my grandma or like a friend, again, you know, from college or someone I just want to reconnect with. It's just, you know, just actually carving out that time to do it. Need I remind you, my sweet friend, your best bet to actually making any of these happen, right? Any of these micro commitments, which I hope you're really pumped about now doing this exercise, is to schedule the time for it on your calendar. Can I please say that? Can we just can we just say that one more time? Schedule it on your calendar. If you really want to reinforce this and make this something that's you know going to help you actually put it into action, get it on your calendar. I get that it may take you some time to really think through and brainstorm what it is that you want and how you can realistically make that happen. But once you get in the habit of setting these micro goals, you're actually going to free up more of your personal time and you're going to achieve your goals so much more efficiently. I can tell you this in personal experience. Like once I started intentionally setting the micro resolutions or going through this micro goal setting process, I'm able to make more time for my family, more time for my career, more time for relationships, interests, um, hobbies, blogs, and all the stuff that I want to do simply because, well, of all the benefits that I went through right in the beginning of feeling more accomplished and being more inspired and like setting time and actually seeing the progress. So I would love nothing more than to see you implement these small habits to really make your 2021 rocked out to empower yourself with the skills to be large and in charge, my friend. So I have two asks of you right now, right now, because you know I always love to leave you with a challenge and I want to make your time here absolutely worth it. So today's action is to, to create at least one micro resolution for 2021. Y'all, this is easy. I know you can do this and it's going to feel fun. It's going to feel exciting. It's going to feel motivating because they're small. And you're going to do it within the next 24 hours. An extra credit for you after you pick that, put it on the calendar. Remember, think small but mighty. Then take immediate action on that one micro resolution. Why do you even got to wait if it's not 2021 when you're listening to this and just get moving on it? And number two, in the spirit of micro commitments, I'm going to be releasing my brand new micro course called List Warrior. This is your tool to create the perfect to-do list. So if you find yourself having your to-do list all over the place, you're like, I just need a freaking system. I have it on 10 different journals and books and notebooks and sticky notes, and they're all over the place. I just want to get everything wrangled in. I'm worried that something's going to fall through the cracks. I feel like scattered. I don't know why my to-dos are everywhere. Then this is for you, my friend. This is a little micro course with tiny little video trainings that I'm going to send your way 
so you can create the perfect to-do list. We will create this kick-ass, awesome, foolproof to-do list together so you never have to worry about anything falling through the cracks and you are always on top of your shizzle at home and at work. So this is going live the day that this podcast is going live and you can find out all about it at lifeisorganized.com forward slash list warrior. Now listen, I will obviously link to that below, but if you sign up for it in the first two weeks, you are going to get a bonus, a bonus one hour Q&A live call with me where I'm going to answer all your burning questions on your list, how to make it work amazingly for you, and just answer all of your questions. So be sure to get on that pronto. I will link that again, but it's lifeisorganized.com forward slash warrior. And I want to leave you with this. I am wishing you from the bottom of my heart, the happiest, the healthiest, the best holiday season. Oh, maybe you're home with your family and just making it through there. Just know that we are we are through the worst of it and uh, 2021 is going to rock. I can't thank you enough for your loving vibes, your positive energy. And by the way, this was my first year of podcasting. So I thank you again for showing up here, for showing me your support, for sending me your reviews, for writing into me, for just being present and helping me you know, get this value out to you. And I hope that um, you have found value from it. And I hope that we continue to show up for each other in 2021. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. And I will see you in January. Bye-bye.